The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, Selfish Babe, if you've ever wanted to start your own podcast, I recommend trying Anchor by Spotify. It's the platform I love for podcasting. I really love it because some days you just want to get out what you want to say easily, and the Anchor app allows you to record your podcast right from your phone. One of my favorite things I love about Anchor is that you can add background music to each episode and cut audio quickly to add in advertisements. Anchor will distribute your podcast to all the major platforms like Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Anchor is free. To get started, go to anchor.fm to start your podcast today. Maybe one day you'll be making millions from your podcast. Hey love, welcome to the Selfish Bay Podcast, aka Selfish Talk, hosted by me, Olenike O.C. Selfish Babe is a personal development and women's lifestyle brand dedicated to women learning how to selfishly and authentically love themselves. On this podcast, expect to have your mind expanded, curse words said, and to gain a new perspective about who the fuck you are. Let's get into it. The Selfish Babe Selfish Talk podcast is sponsored by my company, Goddess Detox. Goddess Detox is a holistic wellness company dedicated to providing women with self-love-inspired products to physically, spiritually, and emotionally detox. If you are a woman wanting to detox her ex, detox negative emotions, as well as to get more in tune with yourself and your vagina, check out our Goddess Vaginal Detox Pearls, as well as our Queen's Theme and Queen's Throne Combo, which is the in-home vaginal steam set for your convenience. You can find out more information on our products at goddessdetox.org, as well as follow at goddessdetox on Instagram. Tell them Olenike OC sent you. beautiful selfish babe today's selfish talk is called styling from the inside out with beautiful selfish babe don karen now don karen is known as the fashion psychologist she is the mother of the fashion psychology field and is the founder of fashion psychology institute you can find her on instagram at dawn underscore karen that is d-a-w-n-n underscore k-a-r-e-n and on today's episode you are in for a treat we are talking about fashion how it influences your self-love how you can wear certain things to boost your confidence your self-esteem as well as attract a new love into your life dawn is also sharing her own personal traumatic experience that she has experienced and I think a lot of women can relate a lot of selfish babes can relate so let's get into it hey beautiful selfish babe it is your girl Olenike Osi here bringing you another selfish babe selfish talk podcast and on today's podcast I am with fashion psychologist Miss Don Karen say hello Don hey how you doing <laughs> now Miss Don would you be able to introduce yourself for the selfish babe listening Yes. So my name is Dawn Karen. As she stated, I am the fashion psychologist. Uh, I'm the founder of the Fashion Psychology Institute, uh, the pioneer or the mother of the fashion psychology field. 
Um, I'm also a professor at a fashion school in New York, and I have a consultancy, and that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And for the selfish babe wondering, what is fashion psychology? Because we hear about psychology, and we kind of think, I think Freud, like the first thought that goes, comes to my mind. So what is fashion psychology? Yes. Yeah, so I'm like the Freud of fashion psychology. So yeah, um, there are not a lot of um, mothers of fashion psychology, so I'm like one of them. Um, but yeah, so fashion psychology is all about the science behind why we wear what we wear. And that can be related to emotions and mood and whatnot. So I kind of get into the study and the treatment behind it. Mm, okay, I'm loving it. So on today's podcast, Selfish Babe, we're going to be talking about styling from the inside out. But as you know, before, usually when I have any guests on, I love for them to kind of talk about a traumatic experience or obstacle that they may have experienced and how that kind of brought them closer to self-love, just so that you can understand that we have all been through traumatic things, but that doesn't stop us, right? So we can move on from them or move through them and gain some things from them and then continue to get chase after our goals and our dreams and our desires so miss dawn i wanted to know what would be your traumatic experience experience or obstacle that you faced in the past yes so um i um a couple years ago i was attending columbia university um for counseling psychologists to be a traditional therapist my specialty was all about um sexual assault and womb trauma and so I was really at the point where I was delving into like um, generational curses or epigenetics so the fact the mere factor that you can pass on your your, your grandmother was sexually assaulted or her her mother was sexually assaulted these things can be passed down trauma um could be passed down and relived and trauma could be experienced in the body so i was all about womb and like sexual um sexual healing and whatnot and so um at the time i was working at the rape crisis center on um columbia's campus i'm gonna pause it really quick how old were you at that time um i was 22 i was 21 22 Okay. 22 years old. Um, and uh, I was engaged. Um, I moved from Ohio. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, a small, small city compared to New York. And then I came to New York with big dreams. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be like um, the Dr. Field or like the Queen of Pua of like yeah. sexual health. Like that was me, but like in the psychology frame, you know? And so when this traumatic experience happened, it like changed my world. I was really confused i was wondering did i was this my fault what how could um i be the psychologist and then i'm turning into the client um you know and you know i couldn't find the words to really articulate how i felt um and so i used my clothing um i experienced a sexual assault like by the hands of my fiance a lot of people would feel like oh it's your it's your lover how could they violate you but these things actually happen um they have a specific term for it in psychology called interrelationship violence mm -hmm. um irv um mm -hmm. but in layman's terms it was a sexual assault um and so it changed my life um i felt unlovable i felt undesirable i felt confused i also wanted to protect him as well because i didn't want him to go to jail so i was just just, it was just really a mix of emotions. And being that I was in such an expert role as a psychologist, I didn't feel comfortable really 
talking to another psychologist for it because I'm so interesting though. Right. right? And I'm supposed to, like, I turned into the victim and I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody. So uh, at the time I was also like working simultaneously in the fashion industry. And I knew a lot of girls who in the industry were being violated. I mean, it's the norm, like to be objectified, it's the norm. And they didn't really own their sexuality. They were victimized by it. Yeah. And it was seen as like a bad thing. And so I was just in between these worlds, like the 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 uh, the world of Freud during the day and then the world of fashion at night. So it was just two different worlds. And I just said, let me combine them and, and trying to heal myself and bring my bring this alignment because I felt like there was like this misalignment going on. Um, I, I didn't feel good in inside, but then I dressed so well on the outside because I worked in the industry. So I was really did dressing. You feel, did you feel like because you didn't feel good on the inside, but you dressed so good on the outside, did you kind of feel like a fraud almost? Like did, that, did any of those feelings come to mind? Yeah, like I felt like I wasn't being myself. Like I was just trying to fake it. You know, they say fake yeah. it to it that was what was happening um and so I just didn't like I didn't feel authentic there's an authentic sense of self I didn't feel the authenticity yeah. um and I just began like I said using clothes and examining my clothes so I this caused me to come up with theories like the fact that I felt like I was being a fraud I was trying to flip it and say maybe I'm not being a fraud maybe I'm trying to elevate my mood you yeah. know um, so I came up with this theory, mood enhancement dress. Mm -hmm. um, it's dressing to optimize your mood. So if you wake up, if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, wake up in a funk, you could actually go to your closet, find brighter clothes, brighter colored clothes, mm -hmm. and um, some fabrics that you like, and just wear them and use it to optimize your mood. And so that's what I was doing, even though I felt like a fraud. So I found found this out, like, oh, maybe I'm not a fraud. Maybe I'm mood enhancement dressing and all right down so on the day of the night that your ex-fiance sexually assaulted you what happened like would you be able to go into detail about that yes um i'm so glad to be in a place where i can talk about it without crying because i feel like that's what healing is all about so i finally reached that point mm -hmm. um but yeah i was planning for my wedding and we actually he was coming to visit me from Ohio because we were making preparation for him to relocate to New York City, where I, where I reside. Mm -hmm. And so we went to dinner, and he was seeming a bit, like, distant from me. Like, he wasn't really talkative. And so I was, like, kind of wondering what's going on. Um, but we were in a public place, so I didn't want to really, like, make a fuss about it. And later on that night, we went home, and I was just kind of like, what's going on? Like, let's talk about it. We're in private. We're inside of my apartment. And he just came out. He was just kind of like trying to talk, but then he was not like, you know. And so when we went to bed that night, like everything that I think he had battled up inside, whatever he was like going through, he just yeah. lashed out on me. Um, and so I, it was really, I just remember during it, um, I blanked out and I was like, no, I don't want to do this. This is not, this is not sexy. You know, so this trying to like kiss you and stuff or trying to be sexual. Yeah. At a time when we should be talking, we should yeah. be talking or if we're not talking, let's just go to bed. Like, yeah. you know, visit this tomorrow. Yeah. And he was just very forceful and I was telling him to stop and lo and behold, like, you know, the occurrence happened. I just remember blacking out and then like waking up and he did some um he actually choked me I, I never said this wow. out loud he actually choked me so I ended up blacking out um and uh I ended up waking up and like 
looking at my clothes and seeing them like ripped off and like and he was still there but he wasn't in the bed he was actually sitting in the corner so sort of like you know like when a dog does something wrong and they kind of bend their heads down like knew instinctively like hey I did something wrong I violated her and so he was like begging me like not to call the police you know um and saying he's sorry he was like on his knees crying you know profusely and I I you know it's someone you love so it's like love like portrays you it's kind of like it's confusing like I love you but then you violated me it was very I remember being very confused um and I I ran out of my apartment like and I wanted a car to hit me um, so this is like one of the darkest moments of my life. I wanted a car to hit me. I didn't want to feel anymore. Like I was like, hey, just take me out. I don't want to be here anymore. This is not life. Like I was like, hey, this is my fiance. I have a wedding date. I think yeah. it was like Mar- May, March or May, a month that begins with an M. Yeah. And we were supposed to get married July 17th. I had my dress, like everything. And so I'm like, what? You know, people, we sent out invitations. So it's like yeah. very confusing. Um, and I so remember after you had ran out, like basically after that experience, was it like, as you said, it's very confusing. So then you ran out and then it's just like, it just felt, did you feel like, so like you said, it's a dark place. Like you felt very low at yeah. that time. You're just like, oh, this is, this is a lot for me yeah. right now. Like it was, I just felt like extremely overwhelmed. Like I just, you know, you feel like a, a tsunami of emotions. Like it was just yeah. too I didn't want to be here anymore. Like, I didn't want to feel that amount of pain. Um, and remember, uh, I think most of it was that because it was unexpected. This is not, my guard is totally down. It's not like a stranger on the street or, you know, yeah. so I ran out and I remember running to the park. If there's a park um, and it's like Hudson River is right there. I just need to be by the water, the sea, yeah. um, or, you know, like just water, you know, period. Yeah. Um, and so I prayed and then I ended up walking back and I just told him, you have to leave. Like, you have to leave. I called my parents. My parents were like, what do you want us to do? Cause they were in Ohio. Yeah. Um, one of them ended up calling the police, the campus police and the campus police showed up at my door and they wanted me to file a report. So yeah. I filed a report with the campus police, not the NYPD because I, at that time I was trying to protect him. You know, yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to send him to jail. I remember thinking that like, yeah. you know, person, he just made a mistake. Yeah. And so he, he ended up getting on the bus because um, he took the bus to um, from Ohio and he ended up going home. And I remember I spoke with his parents and his parents said, um, do not, you know, we hope that you don't press charges. And yeah. something I found out too, like right before, right before the police came. So right when I got back to the apartment, before the police actually got there, I said, you, and this is based off my research. So I took the victim hat off and I put yeah. the hat on and I said because usually people who violate others they've been violated so I said have you been violated in any way like did somebody touch you as a child and he was like yeah his cousin did so I was like okay so remember I I I learned this so I was like I you know so anyways I sent him home I said get some counseling that was something that you but that was something that you learned about him right before right after that incident right yeah. So I wanted him, us to go to counseling so we can, so he can work on himself and I can work on myself Yeah. And get married. But the therapist that we had gone to, she said, this is, he needs more, he needs a little bit more help. Like you, you, you're trying to heal from him, but he's the perpetrator. And she was just like, 
you know, you need to do separate healing. And so we end up um, ending the relationship, um, even though I was trying to hold on. He, as I said, he went back to Ohio. Like I said, I tried to repair it, but... What was the time frame of that? Like, how many months after the incident were you guys trying to fix things, or were you trying to fix things? Yeah, so it was like a month later, like, after we went home, we, you know, I, I said, you can come back, and we can try to fix it, we can try to go to counseling, but the counselor was like, no, like, yeah. just, you can't do this. Um, and so, but you know, you can have sympathy for your, your, per, your abuser, your perpetrator. Yeah. Um, and so I just did my best to like move on and how I moved on was through my clothing like yeah. no matter what I had to dress up I had to get up and dress up so I wondered like there I know there are other women who have been violated some people try to cover up their bodies yeah you know, they're not a target but in my case I was really trying to dress up my body and try to help myself and like the inside improve my mood and so yeah. that's came up with this whole notion of mood enhancement dress mm. and I discovered if I dress if I don't want to dress up then what is that like I'm because I'm being true to myself so what is that and so I realized that's something called mood illustration dress so dressing to perpetuate your current mood so it's okay to for me not wanting to uplift my mood but I just want to stay right where I am and just yeah. You know, so I realized it was all about this internal and external alignment. And that's how I came up with this whole notion of styling from the inside out. You know, mm -hmm. this was how fashion psychology was uh, was born or birthed. Mm. And so just to backtrack one, just to backtrack before we move on through that experience. Um, and you can always continue to do your healing after different traumatic experiences. But how have you felt that you have healed or is continuing to heal from that experience just for any selfish babe that has gone through something similar, you know, in terms of recommendations or what, what you did. Yeah. So like I said, I did clothing. Um, I actually even um, just got more in tune with my womb. So yes, clothing is great. Um, also the underwear that I wear is great as well. So I only wear, no one, I don't never said this out loud, but no one knows I only wear black underwear. Wow. Why? I, <laughs> <laughs> about 10, 10, 12, 15 pairs of black underwear and they're lace yes. um, because lace black makes me feel sexy because I didn't want to use my sexuality because I experienced sexual, <laughs> sexual assault. Yeah. So it was a way for me to reclaim my sexuality. Um, oh. So I only wear, no matter what I'm wearing, I could wear like sweatpants, black lace underneath. So wow. I love that. So I mean, I think that is phenomenal because literally, um, I've never heard about that before. And it's so great to have you in the role of being a fashion psychologist or like even the thing that you went through is just like, okay, so if a, if a woman that did experience sexual assault wanted to reclaim her sexuality, because oftentimes women feel very distanced from it after. So you're saying wear black lace underwear. At least that works, that's what works for you. Like that's Maybe cool. red works for someone else, you know, red yeah. lace, you know, but the, or maybe white, but the, yeah. but the black lace, I tell you, I don't have any, I threw all of my color, you know, you go to Victoria's Secret, you buy all the color pen, I threw them out. Yeah. I, I did like a, a, like a closet overhaul, but threw my panties away. Yeah. And now I only wear black and it's, I, I just, I think that was really important for me, like you said, cause you lose it. And yeah. so I was like, no matter what, if I don't have to be showing skin to be sexy, it could just be my underwear and no one knows that, you know? Yeah. Only you know that. So it's very personal. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so it's all about the self love. Cause I mean, how can I want to 
uh, have a new relationship and a healthy relationship if I don't love myself, you know, yeah. so really like I really want to work on healing myself. And it, so I told you it started with the external, right? Yeah. Also the external includes the underwear. Yes, it does. I like that. Okay. So you said you were doing womb healing and then you did the underwear and I know you also mentioned the clothing. Continue. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. And just surrounding myself with women, um, who have gone through these traumas and they, um, re they reclaim their sexuality. So it may sound strange, but they didn't like shield themselves from being intimate again. Yeah. They still were like, Hey, I'm still going to be intimate. Um, and just be a woman, you know, and be feminine, you know, and exist in that, that womanhood. So I just surrounded myself. I did notice a lot of women since I came out with my story, a lot of women, they come to me and, and tell me. So yeah. it's like a, even if they tell me through text or something or send me an email, it becomes like a healing circle because you're, wow. you know, um, and your trauma and, and purging yourself, you know, mm -hmm. from the inside, you know, so, so that you can put these fabulous clothes on and, and, you know, be, you know, sexy and be a woman. So that's, that's pretty much what I did. I like that. And I like that um, in terms of you surrounding yourself with women that have may have may have gone through similar experiences, but then them saying that they continue to be intimate. I like that because uh, a lot of women have gone through those experiences. So this is why I think it's super honest in friendships to be honest about what you've been through. I know that there's people, a lot of people that have friendships where they may not go there. They may not talk about well, what traumatic experience have you gone through or have you ever been sexually abused? Because yeah, we can ask the, our personal intimate partner have they experienced these things. But I also think it's great for us to know if our friends experience these things because more than likely they have. And then it's like you guys kind of have a, a more of a different connection because you guys can share that. So just, just like Dawn had mentioned, she came out and talked about her story so then she may have to certain friends or people hit her up through email or through a text message and now it's like it's not like it's like there's some type of connection made you feel okay to talk about it, and I think that is part of the healing being okay to talk about it and being vulnerable in that way so I'm really glad that you mentioned that and now uh, we're gonna go into styling from the inside out because from this experience you have a whole field of fucking psychology, literally a whole fucking field of psychology, right? That can really help women and men with their mood and with how they feel about themselves on the inside. So what is selling from the inside out and how we talk about internal and external alignment, all of that? Yeah. So internal, external alignment. I just tell clients and my students to do a self check-in and, you know, because oftentimes we're not aware, you know, of how we feel. We're on autopilot. Because, you know, we play these many roles, student, employee, lover, sister, brother, whatever, you know. So we're not in tune with how we feel until we blow up, you know, and like, oh, my God, I'm angry. Yeah. So, like, literally lying in bed before, you know, you get out of bed, before you go to your closet, before you get that cup of coffee, before you brush your teeth, mm -hmm. ask yourself, self, how am I feeling? Dawn Karen, how am I feeling today? Well, mm, I'm feeling okay. Yeah. But, and then, you know, and it's like, okay, do I want to be in this okay, this somber mood, or do I want to be a little bit more chipper? And mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I want to be a little more chipper today, you yeah. know? Um, you know, so I'll literally go to my closet and put on my sequin robe, you know? And then <laughs> the next day, I may be like, Dawn, Karen, how are you feeling today? Oh, I'm feeling kind of just kind of chill. All right, then I'll just put on my big t-shirt, you know, and some leggings and call it a day, you know? So it really just depends, you know, um, 
just doing the self check-in and once you do the self check-in and then you you dress accordingly whatever whatever you're doing mood illustration dress or mood enhancement dress i even have um clients who even wear the same outfits every day they're like hey i feel a certain way i feel i i, I don't want to feel too happy i don't want to feel like melancholy i just want to be like even keel like just in the middle calm so they actually wear the same like the same either the same outfit or the same colors like all black for the whole week for the whole week and, and from their experiences from wearing the all black all week for example if they're uh, wanting to just be in the middle like what have they said they 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 find that their work performance improves because they're not necessarily worried about how what they wear or what you know what's with this color that color they find that their work and even research says this, they're working their work performance improves that and then um they're they're just these persons are kind of like the laid-back persons in the group like they're just kind of chill mostly guys are like this too (laughs) mostly this is mostly like a guy thing like maybe they don't wear the exact same outfit due to hygienic purposes but the same (laughs) shirt and pants same colors i know we know all most of our boyfriends are like this you know Um, most brothers in our family so you know they can't be bothered so this is called repetitious wardrobe complex repetitious wardrobe complex when you wear the same outfits or wear, wear the same colors you know? and that's just to be in the middle in the because middle wrong with you you're just in the middle you just chill you just okay. chill you don't want to be bothered look you know you don't want motions going up and down you know you're just like i'm, I'm cool i'm cool i'm relaxed that reminds me of like um because in uh, my elementary school, we had to wear school uniforms. And they were like, I guess one of the reasons was so that you don't have to worry about dressing cool or dressing in a certain way for other people. So when you mentioned that the with the repetitious dressing, that it can improve like your work mood or your work performance, I was like, hmm, I wonder if that's why schools have uniforms. So you're not really stressed and like worried about that. Yeah. But I will say everybody put their own style to it. I will be saying, even though, because it's like, it's not like the child chose that. You know, the parent chose that. The school chose that and it may have you know improved um their work performance but i know if you intentionally did that it's different so like people intentionally doing that i think that's cool too yeah yeah and it's, it's i even had a client same situation with the uniform and when he grew up or he, he did catholic school the whole all his life and yeah. when he when he became an adult he got into his career he only brought like he only brought like the same colors yellows browns and blues the same colors um, if you look in his closet, I even I have a there's a video on YouTube about it. But if you look in his closet, it's the same everything. It's like the same colors. He would, and so he kind of felt like he was weird. Mm-hmm. And so once I counseled him, we had a session. We discovered that it's because he went to Gothic school. So he had he never had a chance to really delve into this whole framework of like expressing his creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, like most of us do like if you okay I wore uniform up until I was in high school and then I got a chance to express myself in high school when I went to a public school and I got to you know cut stuff wear different colors and so he never really got that experience so now when he has the freedom as an adult and you know he worked in his career he just wants to kind of stick to this uniform this repetition wardrobe you know mm-hmm. yeah. so I have a few examples and mm-hmm. I'm glad you're here so we can ask the expert if you don't mind giving because I know that there's some selfish people out here out here listening that have probably one two three one out of four of these scenarios and so you know them coming to you the fashion psychologist i want to i want them to get a little taste of like how that would look so let's say that you are a selfish babe out there 
and um, you are going through depression and you find it very hard to just do simple things, but you know you want to do them. And so if you're going through depression, what would you recommend in terms of styling? What would, what can they buy or what, what colors in their wardrobe would be good for that? Yeah. So, um, bright, I would actually say bright colors, brighter colors, according to research, um, is known to, um, are known for positive associations. Darker colors are more so known for negative associations. Um, and in this framework, I would say, uh, brighter colors. So right now neon is in. So yeah. even neon colors like green, like a yellow, um, yellow, you know, yellow is for like the sun and happiness, you know, um, even, I would say, even pinks. Pink is more so femininity. I would, if you're a woman and you're sort of um, struggling, or you're a guy, um, and you want to kind of get in touch with that, that softer side of you, that side where you're being gentle to yourself, wearing pink could actually do that. So, um, like I said, to alleviate depression, just brighter colors in general. And then even your favorite color. Like, yeah. you know, whatever your favorite color is, that, that makes you happy. Because it's also individually uh individual based off an of individual basis yeah. my favorite color is lavender i've been seeing little little lavender stuff pop up because it's very specific it's like purple but not really purple but lavender so that's cool so what about the selfish babe that's like you know i'm really shy but um i really want to build my confidence when i'm talking to people or i want to be able to talk to people more so what colors would you suggest for me to build my confidence or even like feel good about talking to people yeah, so I wouldn't even say, um, I would say if I had to say a color, I would say gold, gold or red. Mm -hmm. um, red, these are, red is like action color. Gold is like regal. Purple mm -hmm. is like regal. So sort of wearing um, things to sort of a draw, draw attention to you because, or mm -hmm. even, um, or even like patterns. So like even wearing something with sequins on it or leopard, anything that kind of makes you stand out. So I would more so lean towards patterns and like a red, if I had to pick a, pick, pick a particular color. Um, and someone will give you a compliment. Someone yeah. will say, oh, I like that sequin or I like that red blouse. And you're like, oh, thank you. And then bam. <laughs> That's a conversation. So wear something that kind of makes you stand out. Yeah. Um, like I said, reds, red is for action. Purple is for royalty. Wearing a leopard pattern, zebra pattern, sequins. Mm -hmm. Wearing all white. You know, white is like purity, innocence. So you know, wearing things that make you stand out so that you can get that conversation, like get that conversation started. I like that. Now, this one I wanted to ask, I know that there's a selfish babe out there that I want to ask, so I'm going to ask you, girl, because I got you. So, for the selfish babe out there that wants to attract their mate, oh, what should they be wearing? They want to they wanna attract a mate. They want their mate to come up to them. You know, that's, they're, they're ready for love. That's what they're ready for. So, for the selfish babe ready for love, what should they be wearing? All right. Um, this is so funny. Okay, well, notice how I said red is an action color. I was saying that so you could draw some attention and get someone to talk to you. Yeah. Well, also in dating, according to research, wearing red can snag you a man. Can snag <laughs> you a man. So you can wear red, red nails. Yeah. Red lipstick. You can have even carry a red laptop or a red purse. Anything, anything red, red outfit will attract um, the male to you. And this is based off of research. 
because there's a biological component and then a cultural component. Just because culturally we associate red with love, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, biologically, um, even when they did studies with monkeys, they, they, they determined that they're attracted to red. It's something about, it has to do with reproductive, uh, reproduction and mating and whatnot. So yes, girl, get you a little red dress, not a little black dress, a little red dress and, and, and you know, let me see that ring. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like when you mention like red laptop and red purse because normally I wouldn't even think about that. I right. would never think red purse. I think black just because I just get used to wearing black, but just like that is like a standout color, you know? And that's something that usually women have with them is a purse or a bag or something, or even if you just carry a little wallet. So having that be red, I like that. The red laptop, let's say, I'm just setting up the scenario for you, selfish babe. Let's say, you know, you doing some work, you went to the coffee shop and you did buy yourself a red laptop and you're doing some work and then cutie, a crossover there just happens to notice that red laptop. And for some reason, Cutie wants to get up and talk to you and buy you a coffee. So I'm just setting up the scenario for this to happen. So that red laptop, something that you use almost every day. Wow. That's yes. smart. I like that. Yes. Yes. So that's, that's, a, that's an accessory. A laptop is an accessory, just like our phones are accessories. So ladies, get um, a red laptop or a red laptop case. Mm, I like that. So for the selfish people out there, like, as you can see, the way you dress and fashion psychology really can work with your self-love because I was going to ask you, well, how can fashion psychology bring you closer to self-love? And from what we're talking about, what I'm seeing is like the way that you dress can attract certain things into your life. The way that you dress can boost your mood or you can keep, or you can be authentic to your mood at that time and keep it the same. But is there anything else Dawn, that you want to add on in terms of like how fashion psychology, how a woman can harness that, learn more about it, get in contact with you on how that can bring them closer to self-love or, or, you know, have that in their life. Yeah. So again, it's just, just all about just being aware of your moods. Don't wait till the last minute to, or until you feel overwhelmed and you're about to have a panic attack. Don't wait until the last minute. Just label how you feel and work through it. You know, it, you don't always have to experience something traumatic to yeah. feel um, a sense of gloom over you or this depression yeah. over you. It could be something that, that happened years ago that just kind of creeps up. You know, life happens and things kind of creep up. So don't just wait until the last minute. Um, all, that's why I'm always telling clients and students, be aware of how you feel and then dress accordingly. Um, also, you know, you don't necessarily have to dress for trends. You don't necessarily have to dress for the weather. Mm. Um, you don't necessarily have to dress for an occasion or because your mom and dad or your, your, your boyfriend. No, dress for yourself. I think ah. of, like entities, you know, these authority figures in our lives that are telling us what to wear, how to wear it. No, be true to yourself and wear whatever you want to wear. If it's mm. 20 degrees outside and you want to wear a bright neon shirt, wear it you know just because it's winter doesn't mean that you have to wear a i don't know a black all black sweater like mm -hmm. wear whatever you want to wear you know even if it looks like you're being you're overdressed or you're underdressing just be authentic to how you feel and your style i like that a lot um the whole dressing for yourself because i will agree especially even growing up you know 
this came out, like the latest sneakers came out or this outfit came out and you want to be with everybody else. You want to wear what everybody else is wearing. So I like when you said that dressing for yourself, that being a very important thing, not based on what the outside circumstances is, but again, looking within to figure out what it is that you want for you. And that brought me to the question of like, let's say that you are a selfish babe out there and you may have dressed for everybody else or like you did go to that Catholic school and so now you're stepping into your own. What advice would you give about finding your own style? Like figuring out what is your style? What, you know, what is my style? What if you're confused about that? What would you say? Right, so we see images around us all the time, especially when we're on social media. So girl, if you're on Instagram and you see another girl like, oh, I like her outfit. Like, oh, that's cute. You gave her a little heart emoji under her picture because you love the outfit. Well, save it in an album. Save it because we're going to make like a, a mood board, like a style board. Save it in the album. So you see different girls on Instagram because we show what other women love. We show other guys love. So you set, you if you like their outfits, you save them. And then when you go shopping, you can kind of say like, oh, I like what she wore and go to that album and sort of pick clothing um, accordingly, according to the styles that you like and try them on. I like that a lot. And that's another effective way of using technology, guys. I'm doing, doing, I'm doing a whole podcast about that. But the fact that she says, if you're on Instagram scrolling, you saw another woman's outfit and you loved it, you gave her a heart, heart for it and you really loved it. Now, you know, Instagram, you have your collections. So you save it and your collection could be my style board or my style of fashion. And then next time you go out shopping, just like Dawn said, you have it readily available to you in your phone. This is an effective way of using technology to your benefit. Instead of just mindless scrolling, there's intention now. So definitely do that tip. Yes. Now, there was one other thing I thought about because you mentioned um, anxiety. And I feel like there's a lot of uh, people out there that do have anxiety just around different things. Are there certain colors um, that people should wear for anxiety that you would recommend? Um, okay, so calming colors, like blue is the number one. Blue is a calming color. Mm -hmm. um, pink is also femininity, but you also gotta watch out for that because it can trigger anxiety. Mm. Um, there's studies shown that, you know, like if you have a child and you paint the room pink, say if it's yeah. a daughter or something, they say that that pink with the lighting, the pink color on the walls with the lighting could trigger anxiety in mm. the child. So like I said, pink is also a feminine color, but watch out for it. But definitely blue, blue is for tranquility, is for calmness. So sort of kind of lean towards um, this blue is like the number one, I would say. Blue and maybe like a pale yellow. Yellow is for happiness. But mm, I like that. This blue and yellow is, seems to be um, seems to be the, the choices. Yeah, I like that very much. I was gonna say so. Um, sometimes I've been ending podcasts with affirmations. Mm -hmm. So I've never tried this with anybody. So this is the first time, Don. Like you're the first person. So okay. So I want to give the selfish babe listening two affirmations that will aid in her being authentic to her sense of style and dress or just her wanting to even be more fashionable for herself wanting to even like dive into that you know because that's a sometimes we sometimes there could be a woman out there that's like I don't really I don't really even care about my clothes like that but I actually do want to care now I want to try this I want to try this styling from the inside out so I want to know we're gonna do this together but two affirmations that women can say 
to kind of get into this? Out of many styles, one mind. Out of many styles, one mind. Okay. Which basically is like we're inundated with all these fashion choices and it may give you anxiety, freak you out, like I don't know what to wear. And so you have to maintain this sense of peace, this oneness. So yeah. out of styles, one, one mind. mind. I like that. And then I would just just say um the model that i always say styling from the inside out i am styling from the inside out i like that i'm styling from the inside out i actually love that all right so these are the three that i came up with Mm -hmm. so my clothing attracts the right people in my corner my clothing attracts the right people in my corner my clothing attracts the right people in my corner. That was for the confidence piece that we had talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, my sense of fashion speaks to who I am. My mm-hmm. sense of fashion speaks to who I am. My sense of fashion speaks to who I am. Oh, okay. I was like trying to read, <laughs> trying to read the third one. The third one is the clothes for me stand all the way out. I know how to dress. The clothes for me stand all the way out. I know how to dress. The clothes for me stand all the way out. I know how to dress. And I'm going to say Dawn's uh, last two just so that the Selfish Babe listening, you can, you know, write this down. I am styling from the inside out. I am styling from the inside out. I am styling from the inside out. Out of many styles, one mind. Out of any... Out of many styles, one mind. Out of many styles, one mind. I love it. So for the selfish babe out there, you know, now you have some affirmations to say to kind of get you in that mindset of, I really do want to take more accountability for, you know, how I feel, first of all. I want to dress for how I feel. And I want to also harness harness the way that I appear on the outside as well and get closer to my self-love and so I really like the fact that Dawn was able to give some advice on how to dress for your mood I like that you were able to talk about your traumatic experience and actually you know take us there because you know even going back to like this is like you know at one point the love of your life right and so I know that there's so many selfish babes that have experienced something similar so I want to say Don thank you very much for your expertise thank you for your presence thank you for for using what happened to you and and the way that you healed to help a lot of other people and like even the whole like black lace underwear like you know that's just so random but it's like very helpful because we never really think about our underwear like that usually so I think like wearing that type of underwear is very intentional and so just thank you for using your creative genius and your talent and actually having enough confidence to put it out there you know putting it out there like I mentioned it's a whole field of freaking psychology you're a woman and I'm just gonna put this out there too but you're a black woman and I think that's amazing as well so thank you so much Dawn for joining us uh if the selfish babe listening wants to contact you wants to become a client of yours how can she get in contact with you yes so my website is fashionpsychologysuccess.com you can look under the section where it says make an appointment and I am offering a discount for all uh, all selfish uh, selfish babe, 
Selfish Babe app users. So if you haven't downloaded the app or you need to download the app, you need to download it today so you can get that discount. Um, and so, yeah, I do a bit of clairvoyant counseling um, while I am styling you. So it's it's new age, it's cutting edge, and stay tuned for my book that's coming out. I believe it's tentatively titled Styling from the Inside Out. It'll be published around this time in 2020. So Thank you for having me, and I can't wait to have um, all the selfish babes as clients. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, beautiful. Thank you, love. Hey, beautiful. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Selfish Babe Selfish Talk podcast. If you feel like this episode has helped you in any way and you think that it could be impactful to a girl or a woman that you know, definitely send this episode to her. Also, make sure to download our Selfish Babe app to receive self-love inspirational messages throughout your day found in the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. You can also head over to our website, SelfishBabe.com, to join the community, find out about our Self-Love Academy, and to shop our apparel. You can follow at Selfish Babes with an S on Instagram, or you can also follow me on Instagram at OlenikeLC. I affirm that you have an amazing day. I will connect with you on the next episode episode and I love you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.